This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in K-Pop. This is your host, Antti Isaac. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you all had a great time celebrating Thanksgiving with all your friends and family in a safe way. And with that being the occasion, I just wanted to thank you all for listening, supporting, and loving Believe in K-Pop through these years, and especially me as your new host. So thank you so much. And if you're wondering about the jingle in the introduction, you get it wrong. Of course, it is a new one. And it is an exclusive jingle for Believe in K-Pop composed by Apu Krishnan, the music producer, who has produced a lot of K-Pop songs that we love listening every day. He has worked with artists as Just Do, 101, Got seven. I just wanted to take a moment to thank him a lot for this beautiful jingle. You loved it, right? I loved it so much. So a quick shout out to Apokrishnan. Thank you so much, sir. If you're listening to it, I just wanted to let you know how grateful I am to have it. So thank you so much. And for today's episode, I have a very special guest. He is James F. Reynolds. He is a British mix engineer, music producer, songwriter, and record producer. This man is huge, you guys. Like, he has been part of various BDS singles like Fake Love, Idol, DNA, and also some notable B-sides like Make It Right, Microcosmos, and the latest B-side that we all loved, Stay, from BTS's recent album. He has also worked with Monster X and brought out some hit singles as Alligator, Love Killer, and our personal favorite, which is so close to our heart, Find You, was actually mixed by James F. Reynolds. He also got to contribute for Break All the Rules, the debut single of Cravity, the single that actually elevated Cravity as one of the notable rookies in 2020. So, yes. And also, I'm sure that you're listening to God Seven's latest third full-length album today. And guess what? The 10th B-side, We Are Young, was also mixed by James F. Reynolds. He also got to work with some of the notable artists as Tom Chaplin, the Bams, Dua Lipa, Ellie Golding, and a lot more. Yes, this person has been behind screens for a long time, producing massive hits 
and we hardly knew about him. So in today's episode, we will have such a fun conversation and I'm super excited for you guys to listen to it as well. So here you go. Today we have a very special guest. I am super excited for this interview and I was least expecting this interview to happen to be frank but the interviewee was super kind enough to fix this interview and to make it happen and I am super excited that I have a person who actually uh, summarizes all my fangirling part like from British to K-pop and I'm happy to have you I'm sorry that I took a long time with the introduction I can't help myself like you have number of hit songs and it is a must to represent them all so thank you for joining me james my absolute pleasure lovely to meet you anthea and uh, thank you for asking me to talk to uh, all your fans about k-pop and uh, my little bit of experience in that world but um you know it's it's lovely to be here and connect with with you and your fans and um what an intro i mean how can i follow on from that you've 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 almost said everything. Um, you know, it's been quite a journey, starting probably eight years ago. Um, and I got a, I, I, I was contacted by Mr. Bang, who owns Big Hit Entertainment. So, you know, the label behind BTS. And we became friends and he had this startup group called BTS at the time. And uh, we started this journey together. And it was quite an unusual thing because at the time um, K-pop uh, labels weren't going outside of Korea to get their records mixed or produced. So this was a kind of a brave new move, you know, sort of breaking the mold, I suppose, coming to me. But uh, Mr. Bang had heard a song in the UK by an artist, Lisa, called Young, and he loved it so much that he wanted to find the mixer who did it, which was fortunately me. So we started working together. I think the first album I was involved with was Dark and Wild, which is one of their first albums very early on. And we've, you know, worked together ever since, really, across many of the singles like, you know, Idol and um, DNA and, you know, quite a few of their, their big records. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to... Um, to manage um, a super writing group called Arcades over in the UK. And they have, they then wrote Microcosmos for the BBT, one of the newer BTS albums, which did very well. So it's been a great journey and a really interesting one. And, you know, I, I love K-pop culture. I love how the K-pop labels operate. There's a real level of respect between everyone there including anyone who's working with them or for them um, and they're very super efficient so it's always a pleasure working with with them or you know on a monster x record also you know again lovely lovely team always courteous always nice always polite and and fun you know um so yeah i've been very lucky very blessed to to work with these these big artists yeah definitely like um like BTS has become one of the artists that every artist wants a collaboration with and every producer wants to work with. So how do you feel right now? Like when you started, it was 2014. And as you mentioned, BTS was not that big. And yeah. K-pop uh, stars weren't reaching the Western media yet. 
So you have been seeing them since like since the beginning. Yuki's the baby. Yeah, yeah the yeah. beginning. So how do you feel about it? Like the growth as a person behind screens working with them for years. How do you see the growth? Gee, uh, it, it's mind-boggling. It's 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 insane. Um, my assistant asked me the other day. He said to me, "How many records?" you know, how many streams have you got on YouTube with, with songs you've mixed? And I didn't know, I was like, I have no idea. Um, and then the other night I had a bit of spare time after I'd finished mixing a, a song and just started going through some of the bigger records, which, you know, oh, I mean, we all know on YouTube. So I just started looking at some YouTube numbers. Um, and, you know, I mean, DNA itself is on, on over a billion streams on YouTube, but I think I managed to... I counted for about half an hour and I got up to f about 4.6 billion streams with songs that I've mixed on YouTube. So I was, I was quite blown away by that. I was like, wow, that's just a crazy number. My children said to me, well, you haven't mixed as, as many songs as the population of the world yet. You know, when you get to that streaming number, we'll be impressed. So I've still got, uh, I think what is the population of the world? It's like 8 billion or something, eight, nine billion. So I still got a few billion to go before I've impressed my kids. But, um, uh, yeah, it's been an amazing growth for them um, and it's been lovely to see. And I, I think with BTS, part of their success is just their engagement with their fans, their, their modesty, their humility. You know, they really make their fans aware that it's because of them that they are where they are. And the fans love that. And I, I think that's great, you know, because uh, quite often you get artists that have such a big ego that it's all about them and not about the fans. And, and, and that's a mistake in my, my book. I think it's lovely when they give back. So, you know, I think they deserve the success they've had and you can see why, why that has, has been the way it has been. And, you know, they've always been super lovely. You know, they, they always send me, uh, you know, signed albums when I've worked and mixed on their albums and, you know, they, they make sure that, you know, there's an appreciation level there, which is, is so, so lovely when you do a job for someone, no matter what job you do, it's just lovely to be appreciated. So, you know, that, that's been great. And um, as I said before, everyone's always so polite. The labels, you know, all K-pop and J-pop labels for that matter, always have very efficient and very courteous way of working. And it's, a, yeah, it's a, it's a real pleasure. But I'm sort of meandering and going off your initial question, but the, the, the growth from the beginning has been nothing short of phenomenal. And um, I know that, you know, Mr. Bang has, is, a, is a smart man. And um, I saw him recently um, when they were doing their, their concert in London at, um, at uh, Wembley Stadium. And um, I, I went for lunch with Mr. Bang and we were talking about it. And, you know, he was a very good music producer or is a very good music producer in his own right. So he really understands music. And his sort of, his main producer in big hits, a, a chap called P-Dog, who's a very well-known, famous producer, who's also hugely talented and, you know, a friend of mine. Um, and we were talking about it and, we were, and, and Mr. Bang was laughing because um, he'd already tried with another k-pop band that didn't work and he thought he'd give it one more go with bts and i'm sure he's probably pleased that he did give it one more go now yeah definitely so right now i can hear the fans uh asking you this question so on behalf of the fans <laughs> i'm asking you like did you meet bts do you know what i have never met them they they uh they are i've been to i always get asked to go and see their concerts when they're over here 
but they're always so busy preparing or doing something that I'm, I'm, I, I, we just don't have time to, to meet up in person. Sadly, I actually have been meaning to go out to Searle for years and go and actually properly say hello to everyone. So I think that's when we're all out of this uh, lockdown situation and, and we're all able to travel again, I think I'm going to go to, um, out to Searle and, and, and say hi to, to all of them and meet them properly because it seems crazy after all these years of working with them all, um, you know, not having actually met them face to face. Like we did talk about BDS growth, but uh, did you expect K-pop to blow up this huge around mm-hmm. the world? No, I don't think anyone did. I, you know, it was a, to me, it was um, a, a, another job, a very enjoyable job. And as a, as a mix engineer, it's, it's, K-pop's an interesting challenge because it's not like Western pop music, which it has a sort of certain theme, like it's either hip-hop or it's, it's a dance record or it's an acoustic record. K-pop in itself kind of merges lots of different genres from, you know, trip-hop or hip-hop to dance and they're all fused into one song, which is what makes them so fun and exciting and interesting. But as a mixed engineer, it's a lot of work um, because you, you have to take all these different sections and figure out how they all work together. And, you know, especially if I'm mixing, you know, a big band like, a, you know, a Monster X or, or BTS, I have a lot of files. I mean, I, I, they'll take me two to three days to do those jobs rather than a usual record, which is maybe one day. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, lot, it's a lot of work, but very enjoyable. So I just wanted to know if you met Monster X, because you did write for them, or GOT7, any of the groups. Yes. Yes. Do you know what? The life of a producer and a mix engineer is one of solitude. And uh, I, I sit in my studio working for all these bands and, and I rarely meet them, you know, Sometimes with British artists like, um, you know, Paloma Faith or, or, or other British artists that I work with, I do meet them and they come into studio and we work together on an album. But it, it's quite hard to do that with from a location point of view when they're based in, you know, Korea or Japan or, or, or wherever else. So and, and, and I think largely, you know, I think the band like Got7 or, or Monster X, they obviously have a say and the final say in their song, but I don't know, you know, it's the producer and the, the record company that are kind of doing a lot of the work behind the scenes to make sure that once they've sung the songs, they're finished off. And I, I, I work with them a lot and talk with them a lot, but um, yeah, no, sadly not. I'd like to meet, I'd like to meet more artists, but and get out of my, uh, my, my room that I spend most of my life in mixing records. Like I believe that the artists are super excited to meet you in person because you have literally given them some huge hits, and I'm, I'm sure that they are excited. Well, I've played a small part in it. You know, it's it's the whole team that creates a hit. You know, I'm just one small part in that that process. Um, but uh, you know, I'm glad to have played my 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 part as well to help have helped and you know feel proud for having done so as well. If you have seen the current news you would have known that just few days ago bts was nominated for grammys yay so how did you feel about it well do you you know what um i think it's long overdue i think bts should have had a grammy a, a while ago if i'm being honest um 
but I think the, that they finally have been nominated, nominated is fantastic. I'm just uh, watching the post to see if my uh, invitation to the award ceremony turns up um, so I can go and celebrate with them. And you know what? It's lovely to have another Grammy sitting on my wall. <laughs> Definitely. So we are super excited to see that as yeah. well. I know it's, it's, it's great for them. And, you know, I think I'm, I'm very pleased for all the boys and for the label. You know, they've all worked so, so hard. You know, behind the scenes, what, you know, the fans may not see is the tireless effort that goes into making these records, um, organising the tours. It is hours and hours. And, you know, I'm sometimes working on a song at three in the morning and then, or, or two in the morning, and I, I still, and the label is still up waiting to talk to me. And it's, for them, it's, you know, it's crazy hours. Well, actually, because of the time difference, you know, for me, mid-afternoon is already getting into the middle of the night in Korea. So they stay up all night and work with me. You know, they work so, so, so hard. So they really do deserve every, the success that they uh, have, have, you know, achieved. And we'll all keep our fingers crossed that that, gra that Grammy comes through. So I just wanted to ask about Cravity's debut single. Like you mentioned that you have worked with big groups. Yeah. It, uh, it was hit singles. And for Cravity, it was the first single. So I think, uh, did you get to know that you were working on a piece that is going to be the first ever single for a, uh, debut group did uh, were you aware of that or did you just produce it and it just became the debut single no Cravity? do you know what I didn't realize but thank you for telling me <laughs> I didn't realize I I you know I I, I quite often you know I, I I get asked to do things but I don't get all the details so I wasn't aware that it was their first you know sort of single and it was going to be their first single because also quite often um record companies will mix maybe three or four different songs and then they'll decide which one they want to, you know, have as the first single. So, but I feel massively honoured that I did mix their first single. How's it doing? Is it, is it, is it are lots of people liking um, Break All The Rules? Of course, like that song Good. actually shooted them up and they became one of the most famous debut rookies of the year. That's amazing. Well, I'm pleased to hear that. Thank you. I'm learning all sorts today. <laughs> I should do these interviews more often, Anthea. Yeah, definitely. I'll keep you updated, even if Thank we are you. not that would doing be our interviews. With you. Yes, absolutely. Maybe you could do my social media for me. <laughs> yes, definitely. It would be an uh, honor. That's so, kind. Yeah. So, uh, like, I loved Gravity, and yeah. uh, I even think back at the moment where me and my sister were having a lot of fun listening to it. So, definitely, you should know how uh, much of a greater impact it made among the gay pop fans. That's amazing. That, that, yeah, that, that, is, that, is, that is great. And I take it, you know, K-pop is, is, is a massive thing in India, is it? Yes. That's incredible. I mean, it's amazing how global it is. You know, obviously, um, I've seen the, the impact on the American market. But, you know, it is truly incredible how global K-pop has become. And, you know, good. It's great. It's great to have variety in music, you know, whether it's K-pop or country and Western or blues. It's fantastic. The more music and the more variety, the better. Yes. You did mention your kids. Uh, are they fans of any K-pop groups? Yeah, they kind of, they, 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 they like BTS. Um, they like the fact that their dad works with BTS. 
and uh, they they make sure they tell all the BTS fans at their schools that I, I work with BTS. But no, they do. Um, quite quite like Monster X as well. Actually, they're quite into Monster X. Um, but uh, yeah, they uh, you know they they are so busy in their own sort of little bubbles and worlds that. Uh, but they they do love it, and especially when we go to see a concert over here. You know, we went to the um, as I said before, we went to the. Um, the last concert that BTS did over here, which was amazing. You know, their concerts are really incredible and we had great seats and I think they felt very special going to, to, to watch that. So yeah, no, it's, it's a real, you know, it's one of the, one of the benefits and, and perks of, you know, my job, I suppose, being able to go and see these fantastic bands. Like, just like how I have a perk of uh, talking to one of the best music engineers who brought out some of my favorite singles. So. Oh, well, it's great. It's great. It's great to be appreciated, you know, because sometimes um, mix engineers and producers sort of go sort of behind the scenes. It's quite a behind the scenes job and that's fine. That's what we do. But it's, it's great when, you know, people kind of, um, you know, discover and, and realize that there's this whole kind of team that do work on a record. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very flattered and honored that you've discovered, discovered what I've worked on. Yeah, thank you. So who are your favorite k-pop artists are there any k-pop artists that you would love to work like i know you have worked with big names but are there any groups i like i like Taman a lot i think Taman's great um do you know what i i know this sounds crazy but the ones that i really like are the ones that i work with already most of them i'm you know i've been very lucky i work with what i think are some of the best k-pop acts you know from a sound perspective and a song perspective um if you asked my, the, the, the writers that I look after, Arcades, they would reel off a huge long list because they have a, a list of every K-pop and they, they, they've been busy this week pitching for all sorts of bands. In fact, I could probably tell you who they were pitching for. Can I, can I find it? It'll be on my phone somewhere. We get pitch sheets um, from all the, you know, from JYP and, 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 and Big Hit. Um, and... Uh, and so every week they're in pitching. They, I know they were doing some more stuff, but it's probably top secret, but they were doing some more stuff for Big Hit because Big Hit have got a few bands now being signed to them. So um, it's busy. I mean, everyone's busy. And going back to what you said before, it's really interesting. You know, when I mixed um, quite a few um, songs from Map of the Soul, um, some of the writers were amazing. Like one of the songs I mixed had been written by Ed Sheeran for, for, for BTS. And you know, really big famous writers now are getting involved with writing for these bands, which is great. And you know what, what, what else is lovely? I'm sorry, I'm going on, I'm, I'm, I'm going on now, but I love the fact that they take so much time with the product and care with the packaging. And it's so important. It's, it's, it's lovely. You know, the, always from the beginning, it was something that I noticed with BTS with these amazing albums with amazing photographs and stories. And it really helps the fans engage and, and understand and, and see. And that's a bit like it used to be when I was a kid, when you used to have these amazing CD packs with things and you could really, and that sort of, ha that sort of got lost in sort of Western culture over the years. And it's really come back because of, you know, K-pop culture and, and J-pop and, you know, really making a thing where it really helps the fans engage. I don't know why I'm going off on a tangent, but I thought I would there just to uh, add a bit extra. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I, I want you to talk, so it's totally fine. <laughs> so who are uh, you know, like James' favorites 
uh, you know, like when you were young. You just mentioned Ooh, that you do. I'd be showing yeah. my age here, Anthea. I'd be showing my age. So who was I a big fan of? I was into, there were a lot of British bands that I were into at the time when I was a kid, like um, The Cure, um, another band called The Smiths, a band called Pink Floyd. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, really, really wide variety. I love blues too. I play the harmonica, would you believe it? I, I used to play with a, in, in a blues band. Um, so I uh, love blues and I played piano and I played guitar and various other things. Um, who else was I a big fan of? Gosh, so many people, Sting, The Police, Duran Duran, ACDC, I still love ACDC, a bit of rock, you can't go wrong. Um, but, you know, such a, I've always had a very kind of wide taste in music, which is why I quite enjoy working on all sorts of different, um, you know, records. I've just done a, a dance song over here in the UK called Get Out My Head, which is number one in Shazam at the moment in the UK. Um, and, you know, I've worked with Calvin Harris. I wrote a song um, for Calvin called Drinking From The Bottle, um, which was a song that Calvin did with Tiny Temper. Um, and actually, I don't know if you guys, do you know Tiny Temper? Have you heard of him, a UK rapper? No, I'm sorry. No, really good, really good. So Tiny Temper's first album was called Discovery, and that was my first big sort of break in making and mixing music. And um, it's a, it a double platinum album. And uh, that was where it all kind of started sort of, for me. But I actually, I've written, uh, you know, I was an artist before I was a, I was a mix engineer and producer. So I, I made my own albums. Um, I was signed to record labels. Um, I had a band called Public Symphony, which you'll find on Spotify. Um, you know, so I've, I've sort of done all the different sort of sides of, the, of music making, I suppose. Yeah. So that makes me want to ask, who inspired you to start this profession? Oh, gosh. Now, that is a very interesting and rather long-winded question, which I'll try and cut down. Um, so when I was younger, I was a... Um, well, I, when I was at school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I loved playing music. I played a lot of piano. Um, and then I thought... I, I used to ski a lot, so I was actually potentially going to become a professional skier. Um, and then I lived in Paris, and I broke my leg in a lift when I was living in Paris and I went back to my house where we had a lovely grand piano at, at my house and I because I couldn't walk for a year I played a lot of piano and then I started recording my piano and then I recorded more piano and more piano and then I thought oh I need to learn how to do this because I really enjoy this and then I ended up going to university and learning to record music as a professional you know sound engineer producer and that's sort of where it all started so I guess you, I can breaking my leg was the starting point for my career, which <laughs> isn't the easiest way to decide how you want to start a career. Yeah, maybe we are thankful, but uh, yeah, I know <laughs> it. It would have been a dreadful uh, situation. I do agree, but sometimes those kind of dreadful situations good things out. come out of bad situations. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. No, I'm pleased. I'm pleased because I, you know, I'm very fortunate. I do a job I love. You know, I get to spend the day every day working with music which is which is amazing so what's your favorite song ever anthea i'm interviewing you now <laughs> song like songs i can go on really but yeah i can go on 
with songs. Do you, do you have a favorite British band? One Direction. One D. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's inevitable, I yeah. guess. Yes. So. They were the, I guess One Direction were very popular in, in India. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Great. Good band. Yeah. Are, do you still yeah. listen to them as individuals? Like, do you like Harry Styles, what Harry Styles is doing now? Yeah, I kind of like, it is still kind of hurtful to listen to their solos. So uh -huh. I kind of uh, like stay away from the solos. But I do listen to them time to time because I can't yeah. just leave them behind. Yeah. And what's your, yeah. what's your favorite K-pop song? Oh my God. <laughs> this is hard. I thought that asking questions, preparing questions was hard, but answering is definitely the most difficult. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't warn you. I didn't send you my questions before you decided to interview me. <laughs> yeah. So for now, I am uh, kind of repeating uh, God Seven's Breathe. I'm super excited yeah. for the album yeah. to come out. And, yeah. uh, and I like Tamin's recent album. Yeah. So. Yes. Um, my guys did a, the single from that album, actually. Arcades wrote the single from Taman's album. What was it called, the single? Um, Taman. Two Kids? Two Kids, exactly. Yeah. So Arcades wrote Two Kids. So give Arcades a big, big up in India okay. and um, spread the word about them because they're very, they're very talented. I'll tell you a song I do love. I mixed a song from the new BTS album called Stay, which I think is a great song. Yeah, I did listen that? to it. I did uh, mention it in the introduction. Yeah, I love that song. I think it's great. Yes. Uh, my sister is a very big BTS fan and she loved it. So uh, thank you, James. I think that's all the questions I had. You know, like I had, really? yeah, like I had questions and most of them were answered just like that. I didn't even have to ask talking a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to talk quite a lot. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully I did get all your questions. And, you know, thank you for giving me a chance to, to tell my story a little bit and, um, you know, share maybe a few inside sort of details about the inner workings of K-pop with you. Um, but, you know, really lovely to meet you and um, do stay in touch. Yeah, definitely, James. So thank you so much for accepting my invite. I'm sure that the listeners would have enjoyed uh, listening to your answers because I did. Our conversation was great. It was more like a conversation than an interview. So I enjoyed it the most. So thank you. Good. Great. My absolute pleasure. And I'll get, I'll get in touch with you about my social media. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh, to our listeners, can you mention your social media accounts, your websites, or even your, the writer's shout out, you can give them so people yes. can follow them. Yes. Uh, absolutely. So my, my website is jamesfreynoldsmixing.com. Um, and my Instagram, what is my Instagram? God, I'm so bad at social media. Isn't it terrible? Uh, so my Instagram is James F Reynolds. I put the F in my middle of my name because there was another James Reynolds. So I, years ago, I added the F. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be great. Connect with me on Instagram and happy to answer questions from any fans who have them. And uh, yeah, and uh, I, hope, I hope we get in touch again soon next time there's another big album around. Yeah, definitely. So a big shout out for James 
for his humility and for accepting this invite. Uh, so thank you so much, listeners. As for Believe in K-pop, you can follow on Instagram. Uh, do stream this episode. Do download and uh, it is available in all streaming platforms. So do make sure to check it out. Show a lot of love for James. And as for me, you can connect in Instagram and Twitter at Anthea Isaac, A-N-T-H-E-A-I-S-A-A-C. So do, yes, definitely share your suggestions and comments. I am super excited to learn and read them all. So thank you guys. Hope you have a great week ahead. Um, until the next episode, take care, stay safe, spread love and be loved. This is Anthea Isaac from Believe in K-pop. Bye guys. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.